building an indie business in the center of venture capital. I am Alex Edmonds. On the internet, people call me Supreme Rumham, and this is the Building an Indie Business Podcast. Okay, so today I will be discussing what is a direct listing. So there's all these options for companies to go public these days, and the um the original way or the most common way let's say is the initial public offering IPO and then there's the new option of doing a SPAC special uh, purpose acquisition company which uh, in a previous episode uh, I got some information about that from Josh Rosen of Pulls so I might be talking about that in a future episode or I might write a blog post about it. But today we're talking about the direct listing. So I'm going to be going over what is a direct listing, what are the benefits, what's the process of a direct listing. Um, I'm going to compare this to the IPO process as well. So I'm also going to be talking about finance of each, um, each process. So... Let's get into the episode, sirs. Alright, so what is a direct listing? A direct listing is going public with existing shares. An IPO creates new shares. So in an IPO, uh, you work with the bank, uh, also called underwriters, and you, let's say you have a million shares. You have a million shares of your company. And then when you want to go public, the, what those underwriters are doing is they're creating more shares for the company. And then they keep those shares to hand out to their shareholders. And then they're able to sell that stuff on the market. They're able to sh- sell those new shares on the market to uh, for, mon- for profit and... Uh, to give like sell so the public can buy it at a higher price right so with the direct listing um you're going public with those with those a million shares that you originally had there's no underwriters right um that you still you still use a bank but the, those ban- the banks are advisors. They get an advisory fee. They don't get new shares, right? And the reason why you want to do a direct listing uh, instead of an IPO is you want the existing shareholders to uh, cash out instead of letting those new guys cash out, right? Um, so direct listings are actually very popular. Uh, they've been... Gaining popularity in tech, but I don't care about tech. So, uh, usually, the types of companies that use IPO or not IPOs do use direct listings are smaller companies, um, ETFs, REITs, um, those those types of listings, right? So, what are the benefits? The benefits are no lockup period. So. In an IPO, um, you uh, 
the existing shareholders have to wait 180 days or six months um, to sell their shares. But because the only existing shares in a direct listing are the current ones that the existing shareholders have, there is no lockup period, right? So let's say, let's say uh, I want to go public with revenue research and I have all my guys, all my guys have uh, shares. So Brendan, Ross, David, uh, we, we all have shares of revenue research and we want to we want to we want to make some money, right? So, I'm like, yeah, let's do a direct listing, not an IPO. We can all sell our shares from day 1. Unlike an IPO, right? Um, okay. So, another benefit of uh, direct listings are the fact that there's no stock dilution. So, I have my mil- we we all have our million shares. Our million shares collectively together of revenue research and if I do an IPO then that those nine other million shares they um they dilute the price of the stock right so revenue research might be ready to go public at $40 but because Because there's 9 million other shares, the value of the stock will go down, right? So it might be five or 30, 20, 10 even, right? So that's another issue uh, that is avoided with a direct listing. Okay. And then finally, the benefit is that it's cheaper, right? So in an IPO, um, a company has to pay the underwriters a percentage per sh- per new share for the IPO. So uh, it might be 1%, but I'm paying 1% on the, um, the 9 million shares, right? And so that what they're paying is the percentage of how much how much the share is when or how much they make when a share gets sold in the initial public offering right so um so th- th- there's 9 million shares that the underwriters have and they hand that out to their shareholders so let's say I'm a shareholder at Goldman and I buy into the IPO so now I have my shares and then I go sell them, right? So I sell my shares of revenue research for $100. Goldman will make a dollar off that initial sale, right? So, um, and so they're able to make money for years because let's say I buy 100 shares and the day of the IPO I sell one share. But then five years down the road, I sell 10 shares. And then 10 years down the road, I sell another 10. So Goldman can be making money off 
uh, in IPO for years, right? And then that number will increase as the stock price increases, right? Um, so that's why an IPO is expensive. Versus a direct listing, which uh, could cost anywhere from $125,000 flat fee to um, more, like a million, right? It all depends on the company, how big the company is. Um, yeah, uh, so Slack did a direct listing and um, it cost them like $10 million, I think was the number but that was like one-third of what a an IPO would have cost them right okay so at this point you're asking Alex what is the process of a direct listing and I'm about to give it to you okay so first you got to fill out the paperwork you always got to fill out the paperwork right you see what I'm saying there's a lot of paperwork there's always a lot of paperwork every time okay sorry um so, for, for an IPO, there's, hold on, let me, okay, for an IPO, the, uh, the Goldman, Goldman does the marketing of the IPO for you, because they have their existing shareholders, and they can say, hey, this is a really great company, buy their stock, and that's it. So, for a direct listing, you lose that. You lose that opportunity or that that resource, let's say. So uh, for a direct listing, a company needs to market themselves to potential shareholders, right? So the first paperwork is the marketing strategy for the direct listing. And this can be anything. This could be radio. This can be newspapers. This can be social media. This could be TikTok, right? So you need to file that paperwork. And then there's an offering memorandum. And this says um, like a bunch of financial stuff, financial statements, things like that. Um, and this is to prove or this is to show like our, our company is worth investing in basically from a financial aspect. Right. And then there is the next step, which is compliance. So what's compliance? Um, this is the blue sky laws, which is saying like, hey, we won't defraud you. Or like, like we're at, we have 10 million shares to offer. And if, if I, as revenue research, the company don't offer 10 million shares, then, um, then I get in trouble because it's fraud, right? This is uh, basically anti-fraud stuff. And for blue sky laws, it's based on the state you go public in. So uh, different states have different laws. Okay. And then I have to, in the second step, prove that I am incorporated. So I have to supply that paperwork to, I think, the SEC, right? And then I need to do the financial documents, um, the 10K, the 8K. There's another one. Oh, like statement of ownership, equity, things like that. And then the third step 
is get exemptions. So when you do a direct listing, you're exempt from a bunch of things, which I will go over. And you need to get that in writing that you're exempt from that stuff. Okay. Um, so the IPO process. Now, you know, you're, you're wondering, Alex, you keep talking about the IPO process and comparing it to the direct listing process. What is that process? All right. I'm about to go over it, so don't worry. Okay. So the first step of an IPO process is to... What's the word I'm looking for? Oh, yeah. It's to... They call it a roadshow, right? So you go around to different banks and you decide who is going to underwrite your IPO. Now, if your company is really huge, you're going to choose several different um, underwriters. Uh, so that might not... You're just choosing your underwriter, right? So you might choose Goldman. You might choose JP Morgan. You might choose another bank that I can't think of right now. Um, so yeah, that's the first step. And while you're choosing your underwriter, you're also deciding the IPO price. So your, your stock gets diluted, right? Or no, your stock price gets diluted. So you have to decide what the price is going to be. And then uh, that determines how many shares you're going to offer, right? So that's the first step. And then you create an S1, and this is like the prospectus, right? This is saying what this is why you should invest in the company, and here's the financials to back it up. Basically, you show your revenue, your profit margin, your profits, your expenses, all the stuff I talk about in revenue research, um, and then you do, this is where we're going public, this is the number of shares, and this is uh, what the underwriters use to promote the, um, the IPO, right? Okay, so that's step number two. And then step number three is to take action to meet the requirements of a public company. So, uh, like, you need to have a board of directors, um, if you're a public company, right? So there's that. And then you want to check for any fraud or anything. Make sure the S1 and the actual numbers of the company line up so that you comply with the blue sky laws, right? Okay. And then step number five is to issue the shares, right? This is the IPO date. So you just you ring that bell. That's what the bell sounds like. Okay. <laughs> um, and then the final step is, um, you know, there might be some other post IPO tax or tasks, tasks that um, you might deal with. So like the payments to underwriters for every percentage that they get, right? So then, yeah, it's uh. It's six steps versus three steps um, in terms of an IPO versus direct listing or direct listing versus an IPO. So yeah, um, that's a direct listing. 
Yeah. Um, I think it's very interesting. Um, I'm surprised this isn't more common, given it's cheaper and less processed in the tech industry, right? If I were running a billion-dollar company, I'd rather do a direct listing than an IPO. Okay. Um, Thank you for listening. Have a nice day. Bye.